Hello, my name is Andrew Denny, and I welcome you to Couture and Construction, a weekly show dedicated to the people and stories behind beautiful places, recorded live in the Textures Nashville showroom inside the Nashville Design Collective. Episode 42, Renovate Responsibly. If you are anywhere in the U.S., you know the building industry is at capacity. Everywhere we look, you see construction vehicles, tradesmen, material suppliers, and new things being created. But that's not all we see. We also see a lot of dumpsters, lots and lots and lots of dumpsters, filled to the brim with demolition materials and waste. According to the EPA, in 2018 alone, 540 million tons of demo debris was generated in our country. Believe it or not, that is more than two times the amount of all municipal solid waste, which is our everyday trash, which is just mind-boggling. So joining us today is Steve Feldman, who is founder of Renovation Angel, based out of New Jersey, and he has developed an idea that not only benefits the environment, but helps create beautiful new spaces. Welcome, Steve. Thanks for being here. Really appreciate it. Andrew, thanks for the invitation. you got a beautiful showroom, and it's my first time in Nashville. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, Steve, before we start, tell us a little bit about who Steve Feldman is, and... uh, Yeah, just want to get to know you a little bit better. Well, that's great. Well, you know, I grew up in the Mid-Hudson Valley in Poughkeepsie, New York. I was always a lover of nature. Went to college at the University of Rhode Island. Ended up in the radio business. I was first in public radio and then got my first job out of college as a rock and roll DJ. (laughs) And then ended up in radio sales. So in the radio business for 18 years. Uh, Currently, I live in Scottsdale, Arizona with my wife and four children. Man, Scottsdale, that's nice uh, a lot of the year, isn't it? It's really nice, except in the summer, but uh, I, I also go to New Jersey half the time, so okay. I'm back and forth. I'm bi-coastal. Okay, and that's where the the uh, business, or I guess yeah. 501c3, is located, That's right? right. Our whole operation is in Fairfield, New Jersey. It's a 43,000-square-foot luxury outlet. Wow, very cool, very cool. Excellent, excellent. Well, Steve, again, thanks for being here today, and let's kind of jump into the topic. So share with me, uh, you mentioned as you were sharing a little bit about yourself, but share with our listeners what led you down the path to start looking at design and construction through the lens of an environmentalist. Uh, Share with us what what kind of led you down that path. So as I said, I was in the radio business. I'm also a recovered addict for 33 years. So in 1998, I left the radio business and I was fundraising all around America for addiction recovery outreach programs. I landed in Greenwich, Connecticut with one very wealthy donor who in 2001 lost $30 million in a stock market crash. Wow. Incredible. So with a shaky hand, she said, here's your last check. Good luck. Well, her next door neighbor was the queen of Iran. (laughs) And I saw a sign in the queen's driveway, demolition in progress. So I drive up to this incredible 10,000 square foot mansion and it was gone. And I'm standing there going, well, queens don't live in shabby houses. There had to be good stuff in here. Rather than ask people for money, maybe I could earn the money by selling the kitchens, appliances, fixtures, and furniture out of demolished mansions that would be donated. That is awesome. That is fantastic. Well, here's the miracle. So the idea was heard of by a real estate agent who told the Greenwich newspaper, and they did an article on the idea. So in October 2001, this article came out, and I got 36 phone calls from architects, builders, designers, real estate agents, even hedge fund managers who said, come to my house demolition and take everything you want for a tax deduction. 
That is really, really cool. What a fantastic story. And I would congrats on the recovery. That's a very powerful thing as well. So uh, that's a very, very neat, neat thing. Well, thank you. You know, when you're recovered, you have this impulse, which is somebody help me out and you want to pay it forward. So um, it's really a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. It has benefited my life so much. So, you know, and Sarah Robertson is the reason I'm here. I met Sarah in 2004. She started recycling kitchens like in 1996. Her first kitchen project was a repurposed kitchen. And she became a big fan. So I met all these kitchen designers. And then in 2005, I decided to start doing this full time. So I got a little bit of seed money. And, you know, our first year, we was just me and a part-time employee. By 2008, three years later, we had three stores, 35 employees. We were doing great business in the Greenwich area. We were already been in the New York Times twice, all the Greenwich publications. And then the banking crisis hit. And that forced us out to a nationwide platform. So there are a lot of people who believed in us along the way. And, you know, today, you know, we're very proud of our benchmarks. We have kept 44 million pounds out of the landfills. We've created almost 27 million in new recycling jobs. And we've recycled and repurposed over 7,700 kitchens. That is phenomenal. That is phenomenal. Congratulations. Well, thank you. And we're, you know, here's the thing. You talked about that big number, 540 million tons. So a kitchen weighs about 7,000 pounds to 10,000 pounds. And there are 100,000 luxury kitchens being thrown out in this country every year. So I set a goal during Earth Month to attempt to get enough market awareness for the Renovation Angel program that we would recycle every single one of those kitchens. That is unbelievable. That's my goal. Congratulations and thank you. That is really something. And, you know, that's why I'm here today because, you know, it's all about spreading the word. You know, one kitchen designer at a time, one architect at a time, one homeowner at a time. They hear about our program and they say, please come to my home. I don't want this kitchen to end up in a landfill. So you mentioned earlier, this is, so you mentioned earlier that this is your first trip to Tennessee. First trip. So does that mean that this service will soon be available in Tennessee? It's available now. If we had gotten a project in Tennessee, we would have been here. But now... I'm sure after being here for two days and all the people that I meet and, you know, Matthew Quinn, we've been yeah, working with yeah. him for eight years. He owns the design mm-hmm. collective and Purcelli working with her and her family for many years. We believe after this two day stint in Nashville, we're going to blow the market open. My executive assistant, Rowan Growth, is here. He's going to be handling the whole market from soup to nuts, all the inspections, all the project management. And he just flies in from Jersey and spends a day putting these projects together. Oh, that's awesome. That's very, very cool. So as far as an industry, you're obviously doing your part. And it's a, I mean, you just cited the examples from a technical standpoint. Are we making progress as an industry uh, overall, in your opinion? We are making progress. So, you know, when I started this, I was a voice in the wilderness. You know, in 2005, I remember seeing in Forbes magazine a picture of Jeffrey Immelt, the chairman yeah. of General Electric, mm-hmm. and it said, GE goes green. So the concept of sustainability was starting to come aware. But in the kitchen and bath industry, as you all know, you know, a very wealthy person buys a home for $10 million or apartment for $20 million, and they don't like what's in there. And there is no great solution. And I call it the three Ds. It either goes in the dumpster, 
it gets devalued. Someone says, oh, I'll take your kitchen for $1,000, or it just disappears off the job site. Mm-hmm. So we want to replace it with the four R's, and they are reduce landfill waste, recycle jobs created, repurposing of kitchens and interiors, but most importantly to the homeowners and the industry professionals, ROI, return on investment. Because what Renovation Angel does, it has a very financially savvy approach. We're a 501c3, so we give a tax deduction, but we pair them with a third-party independent appraisal company. So that means that if your kitchen's worth $50,000 on the fair market value, you can claim that. But you can't claim it unless you get an appraisal. And you can't claim it unless all the tax paperwork is done. So we've combined recycling with financial savviness. That is really smart. That is really smart, and that's allowed for market penetration. That's the why and the how kind of combined, right? Absolutely. And five years ago, I knew we had hit the brass ring when I had a Montecito project from a Forbes 400 family. It was a $16 million, beautiful oceanfront mansion. They didn't like any of the interior finishes. They got renovated everything. We recycled the kitchen, the bathroom, the lighting, all the furniture, and the family office put me on the phone with the accounting firm and said, please walk us through the tax paperwork. And when I got off that conference call, I thought, wait a minute, they're a $4 billion enterprise family office. And they're calling me this small <laughs> charity to walk them through the tax paperwork. It's like, what's wrong with this scenario? What's wrong is awareness and education. Even the billionaires don't know how to give away their furniture. Sure. And if you give your furniture away to a charity and you don't get an appraisal, you're limited to $5,000 deduction. That furniture could be worth $500,000 in the fair market value. That's awesome. That is awesome. So we're financially savvy, we're environmentally savvy, and we're charitably minded because we're creating jobs and we're helping the earth. And what's fantastic is you've created a new industry. That's the most wonderful thing about this concept. And it really just, you know, kind of makes you think about America. Okay, America, since we're in Tennessee. But this is a brand new industry. This isn't something that, uh, you know, you inherited or something like that. This is really creating something out of nothing that has great value and purpose. So, man, that's that's awesome. Well, you know, I look at myself like Henry Ford. You know, he invented the car and look what happened. Then you had tire companies, gas mm-hmm. stations, automobile repair, everything that came from the car. And the car industry is very, very efficient and environmental mm-hmm. in the sense of nothing gets wasted. You know, a car new becomes a pre-owned, becomes a rental car, becomes parts, becomes yeah. salvage materials. Kitchen and bath industry has nothing. Well, now they have Renovation Angel. So we're going to create that infrastructure for the whole kitchen and bath industry. That's really, really cool. I think I know the answer to this question, but I would be remiss not to ask. Why did you choose the luxury market? And would this, and the follow-up to that would be, would this be applicable to other, other parts of the market? So that's a great question. The reason we go after the luxury market is simply economics. So As a nonprofit, we do not fundraise. So we need to earn our money through the resale of these donated products. So think of the, you know, if I go get a $20,000 kitchen that I can resell, it costs me the same amount of money that if I get a kitchen that I resell for $3,000. So I can't sustain my organization and my growth if if I'm only going after the low end. Mm -hmm. I need to go after the high end. But here's the good news. 
if I can start to approach that $100,000 number, I'm going to be like Bomba's socks. Mm -hmm. When I hit 100000 I'll be able to give away, I'll have enough revenue to give away 100,000 kitchens that aren't really for resale. I mean, they could be resold for a few thousand. Yeah, yeah. I want to give them away to families suffering from poverty, flood, and fire. So you know, smart. you know, like Bomba socks. You know, yeah. buy one, yeah. you give one to yeah. charity, and that's all doable. But that's going to be pure charity because there's going to be no money in it. It's going to cost me, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars to recycle those kitchens. But it'll be good for the industry. It'll be good for the homeowners. They can still get their tax deduction. But I just won't resell those. So yeah. imagine fleets of tr renovation angel trucks heading to New Orleans the next time there's a hurricane and say, "Hey, here's your kitchens, New Orleans. Here's you know five, you know, hundred kitchens for you." That's awesome. Man, man, you were thinking, you were thinking. Top of mind comes to me, reclaimed hardwood flooring. Yes. Okay, repurposed, reclaimed, using building materials and making sure that we extend their life. Obviously, Renovation Angel is a great example and, and new to the market. Are we seeing this trend anywhere else in the building industry? Are you seeing this... Uh, you know, anywhere else. Can you cite any examples a absolutely. of how this is happening? So before I started doing this full-time, I worked with this amazing company in New York called Taylor Recycling Facility. They were recycling construction debris. Really? Yeah, they were taking a whole house that would be demolished, put in their dumpsters, but rather than going to the landfill, they would take all the stone and turn it into item four for driveways. They took all the wood and turned it into mulch. They took all the metal and recycled it. They even recycled the sheetrock and returned the sheetrock dust to U.S. gypsum. And then they made alternative daily cover with all the remaining materials, and that went to the landfill so that the birds and rats didn't get on top of it. That's See, awesome. So everything got reused. And now I th believe they're doing biomass generating. They're turning it into energy. Oh, so, so, cool. so they were way ahead of the game. So that industry is really starting to take off. Um, and you know, you talked about flooring. I mean, flooring is it's a it's a material that can be reused. It can be repurposed. It's wood. You know, just like kitchen cabinets are. Um, so, I think you know. A, and then obviously, architectural salvage has been around forever, but. You know, you asked me a question earlier about are we gaining some ground? And I'll tell you, I think we are. Big companies like Miele, Miele Luxury Appliances, yeah. they adopted our program last year. They created a recycle and rebate program where anyone who recycles the kitchen with Renovation Angel gets a 10% rebate discount on new Miele appliances. So imagine now they're a $4 billion, one of the leading luxury appliance manufacturers in the world. They're now showing this is a best practice. And this program is rolling out as we speak in all the markets in America. That is really amazing. That is so amazing. And this is very, very uplifting. That's, I love all the different angles to create the incentive. That, like the incentive, we, like, let's be honest, we shouldn't need the incentive to do the right thing. But an incentive sure doesn't help or hurt. At all. And I mean, you're getting these great results and great partnerships as a result of them. Absolutely. Well, you know, I read some wisdom in the Wall Street Journal in 2007, shortly after I started this full time. And what it said was the consumers were interested in the whole green concept as long as it wasn't going to cost them money. So like geothermal never really took off because, you know, people would have to spend $50,000 and wait for the return on investment. So what we did with the sustainable concept, it was made it financially incentivized from the get go. 
show. So we always lead with, you're going to save 10 to 50,000 when you recycle your kitchen. You're going to save that through the tax savings, through the free white glove removal. And your only cost for a kitchen is a $450 appraisal fee. Gee, now you look at the math. Will I spend four fifty to save twenty five thousand? Yes. Everybody's going to do yeah. that, yeah. and so yes, you have to because you're talking about change of behavior, mm-hmm. and you have to incentivize people and then get their emotion. Now, some people just say, "I don't care about the tax deduction. I just don't want to go in the landfill." But people want that tax deduction. They want the free removal. Well, savings. and the free removal is huge. It is huge, and you know. What blows people away is that nobody's used to a charity doing this. Mm-hmm. So not only do we provide this great crew, but we background check every single employee with a full-time manager at the CIA. This is a company called Verify Vetting. He's a CIA manager during the day, and at night and weekends, he runs a full-service background check company for the estates of the billionaires. Whoa. And every one of my employees has to go through that vetting process. It is a one and a half hour FaceTime interview plus all the background check on the computer. (laughs) That's really cool. So we want to show the industry that they're going to be able to trust us from the minute they call us with their project through all the project logistics. We have a team of 38 people that do everything from the project logistics, the inspections, all the information to the appraiser, of course, a white glove removal, then all the back end inventory, and then finally the tax paperwork. This process is so unique, and this is why we want to take it all across the country, recycle every single luxury kitchen. We want to be a household world word with the ultra high net worth market within the next five to ten years. Oh, that is so cool. That is so cool. I really, really love that. So if I wanted to become a donor, what does that qualification process look like? What you start with, you can contact us directly. Or you can have your industry professional contact us. They would send us a few pictures of the project or a real estate link saying, here's what it looks like. We look at it, and within you know 24 to 48 hours, we say, yes, we're very interested. This qualifies. Or this kitchen's too old, it's not in a good enough yeah. condition. So, you know, as more the more information you can send us, the better. The brands, how old it is. Real estate listings give you a lot of that sometimes. But, you know, sometimes, you know, we're kind of on the fence about a kitchen and the more information we get. We like to recycle the whole kitchen. That's part of the meal recycle and rebate program. So people have been doing a strange thing the last few years since the banking crisis. Well, maybe I'll keep my 10-year-old appliances. Well, this incentivizes them. Get all new appliances. You want a fresh look, everything brand new, start to finish, and you're going to get more money back, not only on your taxes, but with Mila, another 10% on the new appliances. Well, and that's also the interesting thing is <clears throat> this has a ripple effect all throughout the industry because not only are you creating jobs, creating livelihoods, providing a service, saving things out of the environment, you're also supporting the new vendors in in the new products, which is protecting jobs and helping grow the economy, it's really a very full circle concept. We we call it the circular economy for luxury kitchen recycling. It starts with the donor, and that donor saves money. Their industry professional has a bigger budget to play with with that homeowner. Then it creates jobs through us. Then the person who buys that kitchen, they're saving. 50 to 90% off list price on all those products. So I want to talk about that. So talk to me about what it's like to get a new used kitchen. I've pretty much only ever had used cars my whole life, and it's new to me. 
I've loved every one of them. So, but but tell me what what does that look like? How does that work? So obviously every car fits every road. Not every kitchen fits every space. Mm-hmm. So when we do a kitchen inspection, we measure that kitchen mm-hmm. and we put a 2020 layout on our website of that kitchen. Mm-hmm. So many of our kitchens are sold directly from the home in Malibu, California to the homeowner in New Mexico. Mm-hmm. So there's enough information on our website. So Basically, you have to work with one of our team members. We have people with a lot of kitchen experience who work at Renovation Angel Luxury Outlet. And they first say, let me see if I can make this fit in your space. And they do a layout of your kitchen, this kitchen in your space. Mm-hmm. And we provide that free service to help them. Oh, it's got nine-foot ceilings. I got nine-foot ceilings. Okay, check that box off. Oh, I need about, you know, 30 linear feet of cabinets. Okay, this kitchen's got 35. Good, you'll have a little bit of leftover. Okay, I think we can make it work. It's going to lay out differently in almost all cases. But once they see that's going to work, then they just negotiate their best price with us because everything's making an offer. And then we ship it out to them, and the shipping's very reasonable. Oh, that is really, really cool. We work with ABF, so it's a U-pack. You, we pack it on our end, you unpack it at your end. So it, I would assume you would still have to have a relationship with a local fabricator to help you uh, arrange, install, do all of those types of things. Absolutely. So some consumers are do-it-yourselfers, and they're very handy. They can do it. Yeah. But most people have to work with a contractor. If it's a really big, beautiful kitchen, People have brought in architects, designers really? who, oh, yeah, I mean, we sell to. It's still a luxury kitchen. It's still a luxury thing. kitchen. Yeah. We sell to doctors, lawyers, dentists, to entrepreneurs, business people all the time who, you know, if, if they're spending $50,000 for a kitchen, that kitchen could be worth 200000 yeah, yeah. It still needs that professional yeah, to help them like make $50, it. $50,000 is, you know, yeah. uh, a drop in the bucket. I mean, exactly. That's, that's it's still it's money. it's still a lot of money and they want to make sure it gets retrofitted. So, you know, sometimes the countertop has to be cut, sometimes the countertop has to be replaced. We don't sell the countertop. We give it complimentary mm-hmm. with every kitchen okay. because sometimes it's gonna break. So mm-hmm. countertop can be a little iffy, but the boxes themselves, they're solid. It's like a puzzle. They're modular. You put them back together in a different configuration. The appliances are plug and play. You work them back into the space. And look, we've repurposed 7,700 kitchens so far. And here's the thing. In this country, we're about 20 years late. In Europe, they've been doing this for years. Really? They, okay. They call kitchens furniture, and people move with their kitchens. You know what? You're exactly right. The only reason I know that is that show House Hunters International. And they go in and I'm like, is that that building looks like it's about 200 years old and there's no kitchen. They move with them. You're That's exactly right. right. They move with their kitchens. They've been doing this for years. So I'm really the first person to bring luxury kitchen recycling to America creating the aftermarket for the buyers. And what's so exciting is this is so good for the economy. It's not just about Renovation Angel and the donors and the buyers. Think about all the plumbers, the electricians, the carpenters, the flooring companies, the paint companies. If somebody's going to redo their kitchen, they're investing in their home, Mm -hmm. which is a smart thing nowadays because so many people are spending time at home. You're going to hire. You're going to buy other products. This is good for the economy. And then the home value goes up. So it's good for the homeowner because their equity is going to go up. Oh, I put a $200,000 kitchen in, and now it only cost me $40,000. And I've had multiple customers tell me, 
my house sold for more money than any other house in my neighborhood because my recycled luxury kitchen was so nice. Nobody puts in kitchens that nice. Somebody in New York City put in a Clive Christian kitchen. He goes, I got the most money for anybody in my building. Wow. Because they use one of my kitchens because people aren't going to drop 200000 yeah. on those kitchens. That's awesome. That is so cool. Uh, okay. What cannot be salvaged? So in my world, you know, old modern, it's, you know, it's an oxymoron. You know, a kitchen that was contemporary 20, 25 years ago, nobody wants to buy it. Yeah. Kitchens that have, you know, water damage, mold damage, they're, the wood is all chewed up, uh, appliances that aren't working, you know, it, it's not to be recycled by me. You know, somebody might do something with it, but not through Renovation Angel. So we reject about half the projects that come okay. our way. That brings up an interesting point. Give me a little anecdotal story. Give me the best kitchen you've ever that you've ever recycled. I'd love to hear this. Wow. There's so many great ones, but I think of one in North Las Vegas comes to mind. The project came to us through a kitchen designer in West Hollywood, California. And this was a five year old Neff kitchen and it happened to be forest green. Oh wow. The kitchen had only been used twenty five times. I looked at the millwork bill, it was three hundred and fifty thousand dollars for the cabinetry <laughs> this was a monster kitchen like over yeah. 50 cabinets it had white marble it had a wood top on the island they even reused some of the appliances we only got a few of the appliances and you know what the great thing about that kitchen it ended up here in tennessee are you serious absolutely johnson city tennessee a woman whose home had burned down saw it on my website she bought it she put it in storage for one year and I got to call her. I want to see what that kitchen looks like. I bet you that looks fantastic. I bet it looks. Isn't that great? You know, That's and awesome. I didn't even remember that, that that kitchen came back here to Tennessee. So we have had a lot of customers in Tennessee for a decade. That's really, really cool. That's really, really cool. Okay, final kind of topic question. What would you encourage our listeners do to become more involved in making an impact on the environment and the community? The people in the design and build community, what would you recommend that they can do to to make that impact? So if you're in the high-end design world and you have clients that are renovating or remodeling and they have luxury furniture, kitchens, appliances – Contact Renovation Angel to learn about the process and build it into your best practice. We have a firm in Connecticut called Dean Inc. We've been working with them for 17 years. They've always loved what we did, and we, they would give us three, four, five projects a year. We developed with them a net value estimate program where we show how much savings a client's going to get. So you send me a few pictures, I send you a net value estimate. Mm -hmm. They build it into their proposal, into their best practice. They have recycled 43 kitchens in the last three years. Wow. So, and this year with the business booming, they're probably going to do 25 or 30 kitchens in one year. That's amazing. So build it into your best practice. If you don't have that market, tell somebody you know about it. Spread the word. You know, like me on LinkedIn. Um, tell your friends about it. Tell people that you know that are doing it. And then tell people who might want to buy from us because, you know, we walk on two legs. If we're going to increase all the supply, we're going to need the buyers to go with it. Yeah, so yeah. spread the word. Go on our website. 
you know, reach out to us for more information. We want to talk to everybody. And it's renovationangel.com. Renovationangel.com. We're nationwide on both sides. We want to take supply. We'll do projects anywhere. We'll go to Hawaii, Alaska, anywhere in the 50 states. And we ship everywhere. We've shipped kitchens to Alaska this year. Oh, that's awesome. That's really cool. Well, listen, that is fascinating. Thank you for the impact you are making. It's tremendous. Uh, very, very cool. Very, very uh, interesting as well. So now it's time for a little bit of rapid fire. This is how we close all of our segments. Uh, what do you do to unwind and relax? So I live in the mountains, and I like to just take a walk at sunrise. Oh, you know, wow. So there's a sunrise trail right behind my house. And, you know, in fact, Sunday before I flew to New Jersey, I got up at, you know, 5 o'clock in the morning, 5.30, got out on the trail, watched the sunrise. I'll show you the pictures after the podcast. And that I love. Now, if I was near an ocean, I'd do the same thing on the ocean. I used to live in Narragansett, Rhode Island. I would do the same thing. So I just love a solitary walk. Okay. Mountains, ocean, I'm happy. Love it. Love it. Favorite charity? I think we're going to know what this is. Well, obviously, Renovation Angel, <laughs> but, you know, I'm a big fan of Focus North America. Uh, we've uh, given them some additional funding over the years. They're taking homeless people, bringing them off the streets, giving them food, education. They've got great programs like taking the homeless and having them work in the concession stands for the Pittsburgh Steelers Stadium. Oh, cool. And they're they're bringing people to a new level. Yeah. They've got hand nationwide – pro. yeah, hand up. They're doing nationwide programs. And I met them many years ago, and I've been to one of their centers, and I'm very, very impressed with their work. Oh, very cool. Very cool. What is the last great TV show or movie you watched? Well, I just watched Rebel Without a Cause again, which is my all-time favorite movie. I'm a big James Dean fan. And if you haven't watched the movie, get it on Amazon Prime. You, you, you will not be disappointed. Yeah, that's a great one. An all-time classic. What is your most used emoji? Uh, the the smiling one with the teardrops coming out. Yeah, of the there eyes. you go. There you go. If you could choose any two famous people to have dinner with, who would they be? Well, obviously James Dean. <laughs> I actually, I just watched his story the other day. Obviously, he's no longer with us, but he's inspiring people, and I, I would have loved to met him. Somebody who's still living, Aston Kutcher, who. Oh, yeah. You know, he's uh, funded, you know, Airbnb and, you know, he's been a, an actor and I just I, I've seen him on Shark Tank. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. You know, at some point I'll run into yeah, him, you know, yeah. maybe I'll do his kitchen. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Hey, Aston, if you're listening, it's time to get a new kitchen. I know where you can donate one. There you go. Well, Steve, thank you so much for being our guest and sharing a great perspective. It has really been fascinating, and I commend you so much for such a brilliant idea that helps so many. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, until next week, I am Andrew Denny, and thanks for listening to Couture and Construction. Andrew, thanks for having me on the show. It was awesome. Thank you for listening to yet another inspiring episode of KOTOR and Construction. Please make sure to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. And if you like us, please remember to share with your friends, family, and industry professionals.